Hello, you beautiful bad boys, and uh, welcome back to Drop the Act podcast. Um, thank you for coming and listening, however you're listening, and uh, join us while we pick up where we left off. Okay, so Kenny, tell me how you're feeling this week, how you're feeling today, what's been going on? Not too much uh, in this coronavirus world, as you know, kind of every week seems yeah. to be the same. Just yeah. kind of working, doing a lot of college work, kind of getting around to the assignment time, turning in mm. assignment, which is uh, which is always a bit of a crunch, and I, and I love it because there's there's like the two, maybe not two. There's a few kind of different groups of people where there's like the there's people who are like they're already done, like the the assignment mm. isn't due for a month, but it's done. They're just like polishing it off, and they're just kind of looking at you like you know yeah I get it done. <laughs> then there's 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 people like kind of in like me in the middle who are like i got a good start on it um i've been chipping away but now i just kind of need to sit down and like bang it out because like it's it's getting close to the mark but you know what that's that's what you've always kind of been like though because i mean even when we were in college um yeah. like i mean because i was always the type where i would get it done the day before but i'd get it done and it would be okay like i i, I could literally just stay up for 24 hours and get it to like a 70% thing. I don't know how. Yeah. I think it's just like Midnight Liam, as we used to talk about. Oh, I used yeah. to have this alter ego, everyone, where um, when it came cr- <laughs> to crunch time for assignments and it was due the next day, at night time, I would just drink like four cups of coffee and this, this Midnight Liam would come out and just get it done for me. And I'd yeah. black out and I'd wake up in the morning and it'd be finished <laughs> and it'd be actually all right. <laughs> but um, But yeah, you've always been the type to kind of be started ahead of time. You know, and whether whether that was highlighted because I wasn't doing it in college, or whether you were actually just really prepared, I don't know. But um, I, no, I see. I I'm good at getting started, and then it's like, wow, I've got such a great start. I don't need to worry about this for for ages. And then <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, like I need to get it done. But I'm I'm still a little bit ahead. But there's yeah. other people, like there's um person in the college, and they were basically like complaining about um you know how stressful it was coming up to the uh deadlines and stuff yeah and i was kind of like but you haven't done anything like mm. i haven't even seen this person in class for for like weeks and like mm. we're doing online classes and uh i haven't seen you know them and now they're like oh i'm so stressed and yeah. then everyone's talking and they're like you think we'll get uh, an extension on the deadlines mm. and we're like yeah so and i i did the course that's the last like, straw that's the last like yeah uh reach out maybe an extension <laughs> right and and like i know that there's like every co- college course i've done and i've done like a few at this stage they always mm. say look the deadline is the deadline if you don't hand it in i think it's like you could hand it up later but you will only get a pass like yeah. so so a lot of these things is like um pass merit distinction if you want a distinction handed up on time it has to be great if you hand up a distinction level paper past the deadline you only you could only achieve a pass yeah so so but but these guys they're like so we get an extension right and they're asking me because i did a course in this college last year and i was like well last year was like the first outbreak of coronavirus so it was a little weird so we got a bit of an extension in that sense yeah um but you should you know you should try and get it in for the deadline mm. and they're like and when did you when was your deadline pushed back to and i was like I can't remember. It might have been like April, maybe even May. And they were like, all right. And I was like, but this was like right up to the line that the teacher was bringing our papers in to be corrected by an external examiner. Yeah. So it was like the day before they had to go off and get our grades. So he's like, oh, so you're saying we have till. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. You should treat the deadline as the deadline, which is in like, it's it's like it's in March or something. But he's like. So he's like, but okay, so we hand them up at this time, but that's not the real deadline, though. Mm. And I was I like, think, I think like when it gets to that time in college, it's so like assignment time, especially for someone who was unprepared. Like, I mean, especially like going into what, well, hopefully if, if I get to do my degree next year, just this idea of like, you know, when it comes to that time and you haven't done anything, it's nearly, it's nearly too much. It's too much to even know where to start. Like even starting on one project feels like, you're still not doing anything because there's so much yeah. still not done. Like there's, yeah. it, it, it feels like a futile attempt at getting anything at that point. Yeah, no, like I, and to be honest, I feel a little bit like, like that because we have three teachers this year and each teacher has us for 
at least two different modules and the first teacher gave us our assignments back in like november mm. and she was like here they are in november they're due in march so you have months months and months yes. to get them done so i was like great and they're the ones i'm working on the other two i think some point after christmas one of them mentioned he was like by the way assignments uh when when is they due from the other teacher march uh okay maybe the end of march mm, and we're like yeah. okay not as much time <laughs> and plus we don't really know what the assignment is the yeah. other teacher's like uh guys assignment march right and we were like uh what's the assignment and he's like guys i gave you the assignment oh, at the start uh, like in september and everyone's like no you didn't like Jeez. no you did not and yeah. and he's like well it was there for you to find you know yeah like interesting yeah interesting i don't know how that's gonna fly (laughs) with the that's when the extension kids are actually right yeah like people are like really uh upset about it which is you know fair enough yeah that's just this this guy like he's just that kind of way but so you've just been pure grinding at college work this week yeah pretty much so uh, that was the point i was trying to make was like it does these other two like teachers i don't i haven't even started on their assignments but i know they are all possibly due in March, which is less than a month away. I'm just like, I'll just focus on the assignment. I know what I'm doing and I'll just chip away at that. Um, and once that's done, like, I think I have midterm next week. So I'm hoping to just, I don't know, like in, I don't know what I was going to say, impale. I don't know. Just get inside the assignments. I'm going to fucking impale myself. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to get inside my assignments. I'm going to go so far into my assignments. Ooh. <laughs> I just like I will not leave the room. I will not like as everyone you know. Everyone's like, "Oh, do this, do this." I'll be like, "No." You got to shut it off. You got to shut yep. it off. Get it done. Hey, babe, come back to bed. Assignments. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Kenny, Kenny, I've fallen. I'm downstairs. Shut the fuck up, ma. I am trying to do my assignments. Nice. <laughs> Jeez. Well, for me, it's been it's been a fine week. It's been a chill week, to be honest. I mean, it's the same. It's as, as far as everything, it's been like a pretty positive week overall, you know, but it's not like anything's gotten any better. I think something in my brain just flipped, something just flipped and then suddenly I'm just feeling a bit more positive about things, you know, even in work uh, yesterday. Like, I mean, I think I had to fold over 700 boxes, just empty boxes. I was just folding yes. them up like pizza boxes, like I was just folding them up, but I was chilling and it was great. That's <laughs> man, that's my favorite. I, I made my career for my work experience when I was in uh, fourth year. That was all I did was the the boss, he'd send me out and he'd go, do the brown. That's do what brown. he'd say, do the brown. But he had this like nasally voice and say, Kenneth, would you mind going out the back and taking care of the brown? And, uh, but it, it was this whole, it was this big, huge skip out the back and it was like a music shop. So everything came, uh, arrived in cardboard and everyone would just leave it there. And I guess they just make the work experience kids do it. And they'd, they'd just be yeah. like, there's a bit of brown downstairs. Would you mind uh, taking care of it? And uh, but like it was, he was infamous for. Um, and you're doing his voice the same every time. So I'm just, I'm getting a well-rounded version of who this gentleman yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's asking you, dear Brown, dear the Brown. And then on my last day, that was like a, such a like a wild trip. Like I ended up getting a black eye, like from working there and everything. But uh, on my last, <laughs> you say that like it's an allergic thing. Like what did you do? You can't just skip over that. I ended up with uh, a broken arm. I just ended up with it. Like, don't say just, that. How did you? There was. There's one incident that made you have that black eye. It wasn't like a slow <laughs> burner, <laughs> unless you walked into the same soft wall every day for three weeks. Like, <laughs> I was. Um, there, there was a uh, down the back where all the brown was stored. Was like um, this boxer. This is Muhammad Ali. He just came <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So the you know in front of like big doors they have like these huge metal kind of swing poles that you put in them so you can't basically crash into the door does that make sense no (laughs) what swing poles i was like so with you then i was like as soon as you say it, i was like it's gonna click like i I didn't understand at first but i was like in a couple seconds i'm gonna realize what that is and i didn't and then when you asked it just reaffirmed that i shouldn't (laughs) so 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 like you know like uh like a barrier like uh like like on an arm like if you're going into a car park and you press the button yeah. and it opens it's like that but it's, but it swings out horizontally as opposed to to vertically wait 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 whoa wait <laughs> wait so 
<laughs> the image I'm getting right now is like back in ancient Greeks when everyone would have shields and they'd put spears through the shields and they'd just go, <laughs> and people came up. <laughs> what is, what are you talking? Are you saying that the doors closed and a pole just, thong, became erected from in between the doors to stop you from walking into them? <laughs> Surely you'd be less dangerous if you just left the doors. No. 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 What are you no, saying? Not... You've got to describe this better. Imagine. Imagine. Imagine um, a big door. Imagine I, a big... I got the big door bit. That's not the problem I'm having imaging in my head. Like... Okay. So you get the big door. And you've got. Yeah. You've, you've got the. Um, the Did you barrier... just cover your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Kenny mid podcast, which is only about the audio and the voice, covered his mouth. And <laughs> Show me the door. The hand is the door. Okay, so this is the do- this is the door. Yeah. And there's a pole going horizontally, and when you and you open it right, this is the way it opens up okay. and down. Okay. But this swings this swings out like that. And oh my you god. Open the door. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't even know how to describe that. I can't even... <laughs> Sorry, listeners. You just got to keep that image of a drawbridge in your head. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's just a big metal pole in front of a door, but it's blocking the door. And it sounds right? like it opens the exact same way the door does. Yeah, 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 kind of. So surely they just leave the door. <laughs> no, but it's to stop, like, cars crashing into the door and stealing things from the... <laughs> from wait, the... wait, what? Oh my god, so they're expecting a car to drive itself into the back of wherever you work in, what was it, X Music? Yeah, yeah, it was a music shop. No, yeah, yeah, so if you ever see, like, you know the big doors that you have to use the chains to open? The more you go on, the more I'm like, you worked at a castle in the 1960s, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> a, a huge bolted iron bar to go in front of it. There's chains that draw open the door. <laughs> maybe maybe it's because when, like, when I was a kid, I used to go to my dad's job, and his was the exact same layout. Where oh, big, right, so... huge steel shutter doors, um, because it was in an industrial estate, and people would crash a van oh, into geez. the door. It would bend back. The, the like the metal uh the door and they'd like crawl underneath and steal everything and bring it out again. Oh my god. So you have this big huge metal pole barrier that you crash into and it stops you from being able to break in. That's but anyway crazy. The, the, Yeah, so anyway they had one of these mm. and it is relevant to the story nice. because when the big door was open we just leave that down because it's just too much effort to open and close the barrier bit because you could yeah. still get around it and what people used to do was either uh, crouch under it or kind of throw your leg up over it and mm. get across and then um Hell yeah stuff so there was this girl right and she was telling me because this was back when i was like 15 or 16 and she was like oh like i always wanted to jump over you know <laughs> she <always> wanted... <laughs> what did her sentence start with again can you just do that the exact same way you did it there oh <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> She goes, oh, I've always wanted to see, like, or no, I always wanted to jump over it, you know, and, like, today's my last day, and I was like, I jump over it all the time, and what I meant, like, in my head, I was like, I did, because I'd put my hand on it, and, like, swing my legs over it, but she was like, I, like, it's my last day, I, I'm, I kind of want to do it, but I'm too afraid, so I was like, if I do it. So I will be like the coolest badass ever. Oh my god! But like I was like fifteen, and in my fifteen-year-old mind, I forgot that I was down there doing the brown. So I had a handful of cardboard boxes. I was like, "I'll jump. I'll show you now." I don't know why I didn't like think about it, but I just went, "Okay, my hands are full of boxes. Uh, I'll just jump over in one in one move. I'll just do like a super <laughs> jump over." Nice. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I did like a super jump and I caught my legs on it. Yeah. Like they flipped over. And yeah. Because my hands were full of cardboard boxes, I just fell straight down. I landed on my face. Oh my God. You yeah. saved the cardboard boxes before yourself. <laughs> yeah. So I landed on my head and I was like, oh, but I was like, so it was, it was sore, but I was also really embarrassed. So I kind of got up and I was like, I'm grand, I'm grand. And then they were like, are you okay? Like, are, are you, are you really okay? And I was like, Aww. I'm grand. And then the boss came over who was like, he came over to check on the brown and he was like, are you all right, Kenneth? Like, and I was like, yeah, I'm grand. And then as I'm talking, like blood starts like dripping down oh, God. my face. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, 
What the? F- uh, I was like, oh, um, I, I'm just gonna go to the to, to the bathroom, and um, oh, so sh- I just had like I just had like ten different plasters, and they all just like you know peeled back my face, <laughs> like it was just holding oh, it. Oh no! And uh, the boss was like, are you sure you're okay? Oh, you did a good job there. And um, in my like 15 year old brain, I was like, oh. I'll probably get in trouble because I was messing around at work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not thinking that he's probably like, oh, God, please don't sue. Like, yeah. Please, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just want to get back to work. And uh, when uh, I think it was next week, a guy who was I was working there with, he, he um, was doing his work experience there but the way it worked was i did one friday over the course of like two months oh. he was doing a full week so it just so happened that i was texting him and he goes yeah you you did work experience at uh this place didn't you and i said oh i'm doing it now i'm gonna be there on friday and he goes no way i'll be there too and he goes that's my last day and i went that's crazy i got in i was like how did you find a place like blah blah and he's like yeah it's grand he said they gave me the tour we were walking around they showed me up here they said they brought me up back and uh they were telling me about this barrier and they said uh there's some kid here who smashed his face open trying to impress some girl here so uh they were like yeah don't jump over oh, and no. i was like that's me that's you <laughs> don't t- oh you wore it like a medal <laughs> oh, oh, nice. <laughs> not so much anymore even even like i think it was like about a year ago I went to a di- like that that same shop had like another branch in in town, and I went there and was getting like guitar strings. And uh, the guy behind the counter was looking at me and he goes, "Didn't you do work experience in in the one up in you know?" And I was like, "Yes, it was me." And I I have to think the only reason he remembers me is because I'm the guy who smashed your smashed fucking his- face yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you left your mark in the form of just a little blood stain on the floor. And the boss, he goes at the on my last day, which was the whole reason I was I was telling this thing was on my last day. He goes, um, he goes, Kenneth, very good work, um, very well done, you know. Uh, and if you ever need a job, you know where to look. And that summer, I went back and I said, hey, um, I'm looking for a job. And the boss said I could have a job. And he said, yeah, um, just leave us your phone number and we'll get back to you. And I'm still waiting on a phone call today. That was seven years ago. You were left. Imagine the money you could have made if you started working there. So you'd own the place by now. Yeah. Jeez. Well, Kenny, there's a better way of making money than working on next music. Oh, yeah? Would you want to know what it is? Tell me, please. It's investing in GameStop, Kenny. (gasps) And I'm going to tell you. Actually, no. Actually, no. Uh, Investing in it two weeks ago. (laughs) <laughs> how to make money in it I just yes, need to talk it. about this because this just blows my mind um, I like I like it for a few reasons I also it, I also wouldn't be involved in it for a few reasons as well I like it because do you kind of know the ins and outs of how this whole thing is uh, vaguely like I kind of like the, the I guess like the spark notes like you know the spark notes version yeah yeah <laughs> so. I know that I know that on so they have there was a uh, a reddit page I think it's, uh, I think, I'm not sure what it was called, but then there's someone who's called, I think, Big Fucking Investments or Big Time Investments, or I don't know what it is, but um, basically they said that there is, like, you know, money to be made in GameStop, that they're, you know, because they're, you know, they're kind of going, they're slowly going down and down, but there's money to be made there, and um, yeah, after investing in it, and then a group of people investing in it, and everyone now investing in it, the way the company would work and all these hedge funds, investors would work is that they would borrow shares from GameStop and then sell them on the assumption that they're going to go down and then buy them back for cheaper. So then whatever that difference is, like they sold it for this amount and they're buying it back for cheaper. So that little thing in the middle is like their profit, you know, and they just keep doing that and doing that. But if they've sold it, their share that they've borrowed, they have to buy it back because they borrowed it, right? Um, Right. But if they sell it and then it suddenly goes up, then they have to make up the difference and they've actually lost money then. So then yeah. all these, there was tons of shares all had having been borrowed and sold that were going crazy, crazy up. And so these hedge funds investors had to be bailed out. And I think it's being, uh, it's being short, short? No, what's it called? Like, what's the, what's the word? The big short? The big short. That is a film. That is a film. That's the only reason I, I brought that yeah. up is because it's a film and I think it's to do with <laughs> Boom. stuff. Yeah, I think it's I think it's called being the short. Wolf of Wall Street. I think it's called being Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. Yeah. I think it's called being uh millionaire Boyd, but um I don't know. 
but basically yeah so they're they, so they're off to buying back so they have to be bailed out by the banks and stuff like that and I saw a great picture that kind of just made me I don't know like I'm not involved in it at all but maybe proud to just be a human who's not rich Um, it was <laughs> it was a photo of all these investors being like to talking to poor people just being like guys the easiest way to make money is just to invest it and then all the poor people are like okay and then it's just two seconds later and it's like no wait stop <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I love but the reason we got to talk about this is because you decided to invest in GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for that. Um, I did. I did decide late in the game to put some money into GameStop. When did you invest? Was, like, was it three weeks ago when it was all going up? Was it two weeks ago when it was just kind of hitting its peak and stuff like that? I would say it was one week ago when it had peaked and was and in its plateau. Yeah, <laughs> okay. and was was steadily going down. Nice. Uh, nice. Yes. No, because well, look, I've never ever done anything with stocks, and I just seen this thing about GameStop, and in my head, I went, you know what? Uh, everyone's talking about it. I'll just put in like a few euro, and maybe. And in my head, I was like, if it just gets doubled, that would be really cool. You know, if I put in ten euro, if it just twenty euro, if it just gets doubled, that'd yes, be cool. And see, and see, in my head, I thought it's much easier to turn into 20 euro than it is for like you know 50 grand to turn into a million grand or, or well, 100 million euro that grand. whoa <laughs> i'd a say it is grand easier. <laughs> so, one million grands so so in my head i was like yes but then i as i failed to realize at the time was whether i put in a euro or a million euro for it to double it would have to grow in value by a hundred percent so which was asking a lot i think I think that of GameStop, it is asking quite a bit. Yes, because like like many people, maybe not many people, but like people who know games and stuff kind of know GameStop has been do- uh, dying a very slow death for the past while. And um, like that, if you go into any GameStop, they don't even sell games anymore. It's just all like action figures, Funko Pops and like hats and beanies and stuff like that. Because no one wants to buy uh, games like that anymore. They're overpriced when you can get a digital copy and you know there's no chance of it breaking and stuff mm. and it's just easier yeah so i was like okay i'll invest in game stuff uh so i put 20 dollars usd dollars nice. um, which was the equivalent of like 16 euro so i put it away and i went i'll check that tomorrow and uh when i did i think i was immediately down uh two two dollars two two and a half dollars so oh. i was like okay um but then it looked like it was going up, and it was. It was going like it was changing every second. So like, like you know, I was watching it like the play by play. It was going down. It was going down. It was going up. It was going up. It was going down. It was going up. And I was like, this is this is amazing. It's going to go all the way to the top. And uh, it went. It got to the point where if I had have sold my stocks then, I would have only been down a dollar, um, which would which was the best case scenario. But I went. I bet it's you know it's going to go even higher and i'll just break even nice. you know if i just break even that would be great and it just went down down until i got to i was down like three dollars i think like three dollars and 90 cent so I, i'm selling that i've kind of cut my losses so then right i i was like okay that was a mistake i got i got on the bandwagon far too late you know, I got caught up in the hype. I didn't really think about it. I just kind of threw money in it on, on a whim. Yeah. Time to time to be serious. <clears throat> I'm going to look at some stocks and I'm going to invest the remainder of the 16 euro minus like $3 that I had. I'll invest that into something that will make me money. So I was like looking at the stocks. And that's and how then... easy it is, guys. Find <laughs> something that's going to make you money. Give it money. And then you make money. Like, it's not that fucking... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank God so, I know about stocks now. All the way back a week ago, I just... Pff, I was a fool. <laughs> so I was looking, and I found uh, one stock. Now, I'll be honest. I can't remember whether I was looking for stocks that were going down or going up. Because I think in my head I went, if I find one that's going up, then I'll buy it now, and then it'll keep going up. And then even if I sell it in like a minute, because it's already gone up, I'll make like a couple of cent. Yeah. Or but then I thought, what if I buy one that's going down? That way, it might go back up again. Nice. You know. Yeah. So I I I, I split the diff and I I invest in two different things. One was like some energy company I can't remember the name, and the other was <laughs> the other was 
BlackBerry, right? Now, I may have made the same mistake mm. with GameStop in, like, GameStop getting all the press, but I think BlackBerry might have been a similar kind of thing, as in, it is a company that was very big at one stage, but is now uh, dying a slow death. No one owns a BlackBerry. No one wants to buy a BlackBerry anymore. Yeah. But I think people were doing the same kind of thing with this. And I just didn't, I don't know why I didn't think of it. I just went, okay, I'll get this. And immediately did. I was up uh, seven cent. I was nice. like, whoa. I was up seven cent. And I was like, I'm going to ride this baby to the top. Oh, you didn't and... even stick with your own fucking plan of just selling it. <laughs> no, no, because Liam, I got greedy. I like, God says, don't be greedy. And I got greedy. So I invested in BlackBerry and then I, I let it like, you know, simmer. And then I came back to it and I was down 90 cent. Oh, uh, fuck. yeah so i was like you know what i like i gotta i gotta regroup so I, I sold all my shares and like all my stocks you know and i was like so i think from the from the 20 dollars i'm down to like nine ten ten dollars nine dollars oh. something like that this is so, not the success story i wanted kenny no no Damn. no this, this is not the wolf of wall street this was um but it was a, a lesson learned you know and i learned more from those losses than I would have if I had have made a million dollars off a of GameStop. No, so I'm don't glad. even pretend that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh, you're so fake. So I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm really glad. I couldn't be gladder. But, uh, I, I mean, look, I, I commend it. I don't, I'm not, I'm not the type to invest. I'm not the type to risk any money. Like, it's just not me. I just, I just get stressed when I think of putting money somewhere that I, and I don't know what's going to happen to it. And I don't get anything in return. Like, it just stresses me out. Even if someone said, put it in there, 50-50 chance. You either lose the 20 quid or you get double. I think yeah. I'd be like, no, I can't. It just stresses me out too much. Like, it's too yeah. stressful for me. I get this weird anxiety around it. And I think it's because... <clears throat> I think it's because of just, like, having no money for years, you know? Yeah. Like, like, throughout college, it was like... There was times where I'd get on the Lewis without a ticket, but I would have bought it if I could have. But I literally just like, you know, yeah. and that that's but that's down to me like buying cigarettes like a fucking idiot in fairness as well. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know where my priorities were, but at least yeah. now I do. My priorities are with keeping money in my fucking pocket, you know. <laughs> so they, like Yeah. They say the quickest way to double your money is to fold it and put it back in your pocket. Oh, that's pretty, yeah. I didn't that's like that's quite nice actually. I yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. I like yeah. that. The stock, the whole stock thing, though, it is. It's like gambling. It's like you said, you're putting your thing in, and it's it could like it's odds. It's like fifty fifty, mm. uh, or something like that. And yeah, I don't think I'm good at gambling. Like whenever I do, uh, even even as a kid, uh, I used to go down to Wexford, and there was this arcade, and I had one of the slot machines, mm. like but like the old fashioned one. So you like have to pull the handle, and it was like the, yeah, yeah, and like yeah. that all spin, and uh, I loved it. And it was like you'd only pay for like ten cent, but like that, I'd put it in, put it in. And I'd start off with a euro. I'd I'd win four euro, and then I'd lose it all, because mm. I got greedy. I just never know when to quit. Which is the the I mean that's the mentality behind gambling and why it's such a big business, I guess. But that's my issue because I think I was just I've just always been so scared because whenever you hear of gambling, it's like you're gonna lose everything, you know. Yeah. But then there's people who play poker for a living. But like either way, I like whenever I'm playing up the machines, as soon as I make a cent, I'm like and I'm done. I'm backing out. <laughs> out I go. And that's it, you know? <laughs> it's just, there's no risk at all. It's like even, you know, when you go to like, I used to go to, uh, no, I went to Tato Park with Molly and I'd never oh, been before. Nice. My first time going. And uh, we went up to this um, game. It was like, you throw a ball and you try to hit over the tin cans. And I get scared <laughs> even trying to play it because I'm like, no, I'm losing money. And I tried it once and I got so, so ridiculously close. Like it was, it was to a point where there was a can, it was one can left on its side, but it needs to be fully off the shelf. Uh, and Molly was like, you could get that, you know? And I was like, nope, out I go. And I might have, <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm done, I'm out. And then even they have that thing with the fishing pole and the ducks, where you try and oh, fish yes. it and get the get the number. And I think it was like, I got one that was like, either um, your money back or a free turn. And uh, I was like, give me the money. <laughs> I was like, it was a euro. I was like, I'm out, I'm out of here. But, um, you know, especially when, I mean, you know, when you're, when your money isn't coming from an easy source, when you're working for it like that, it nearly just feels a bit, 
it just yeah. feels like I'm hitting myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, it feels like yeah, I'm yeah. shooting myself in the foot. And I just, every time money like that goes, I cannot help but do the maths of how long it took me to earn that money. That's the, yeah. that's the issue. Do you, do, do you want to hear, do you want to hear a bad story about money, right? Go on. I was, I was in work, uh, a couple of days ago, um, like two days ago before we recorded this. Mm. Right. Now, the way it is in work is say you're on the tills, right? If someone, uh, if something costs like, uh, a euro and it comes to 90 or no say say something costs 96 cent and they mm. give you a euro uh it like rounds up or whatever so it'll poop out five cent i don't want you to ever say it like that again <laughs> what it, it will return <laughs> five cent instead of four cent because it rounds so you up. have that you have that non like cashier handling thing so it just gives the yep. automatic change to the it customer just, it just gives the automatic change Right. But um, sometimes, like that, mo- like a lot of the time, actually, if there's like five cent left, people will just either walk off without it or they'll say, you keep it. Like up to 10, 20 cent, they'll say, oh, you keep it or put it in, you know, the box or whatever. So, oh, at the end of the day, you might have a little pile of five cent coins, right? And <laughs> now, there, like, there's never been a, a point where the boss or someone in management has said, it is okay for you to take that change as your own. Of course. I don't, yeah, like, it, it's one of those, it's like the unwritten rule of, like, you know, because they're not going to say that because that might encourage you to shortchange people, I guess. Yeah. So they're just going to, like, at the end of the day, if there's 20 cent, like, left in the thing, obviously you're just going to hang on to it. Like, so it's all cool, right? So what I, you know, what I do and what everyone does is, at the end of the day, you save up all your little cent and you put them in and some days like it's a lot like some like one day i think i got like nine euro Whoa. but that was good but that was because i found like some money on the floor and everything yeah 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 so like but then uh the other day i saved up and i was working and it was like 10 minutes uh before i had to go it was like like 15 minutes left right and i look in my little box and i have 50 cent but i have 50 cent from earlier right so i have a whole euro you know extra profit today you know right so what you do is i put the 250 cents in the thing and press it and it puts out a euro so i go grand I take the euro in my hand now there's a person i'm working with and they are a bit of a stickler for like kind of rules and regulations and i don't really know how they're gonna you know react if they see me like taking the euro because it's it's no one's euro it's not the shop's euro but i just know this person and i know them and i don't know I just don't want to have that conversation where. So I you had to now you see me with the one euro coin. Yes, you yes, had to do exactly. the whole f- f- through the yeah, shirt, through like, the clothes, down into the shoe, up through the me. blood vessels, up into the heart. <laughs> keep it in there. <laughs> yeah, no. So I was doing that right, but then I got like I got too into it because I was like, okay, I'll I have it in my in the palm of my hand. I'll walk out of the tills, put it in my pocket, and come back in. Like I'll walk out to where somewhere where, sh- where this person is not. So I walk out. And there's a little piece of paper on the floor. I go, nonchalantly. I'll just pick it up and throw it in the bin. That way, you know, there's no no one's suspicious. It looks like I'm just going about my day doing work, right? So I bend over with my left hand, my free hand, pick it up, throw it in. It misses. Bounces off the bin, falls oh. back on the floor. <laughs> now, now this person's seeing me doing it. Yeah, so I know, like, I... you miss, and then you go, I took a euro. <laughs> <laughs> so I, go, I tried, it's all gone wrong. <laughs> So, so so I'm like, okay, now, sh- now this person has seen me do it. I have to finish it. Otherwise, then it's even more suspicious. So I <laughs> bend over. Imagine, imagine if you threw it and then it missed and you went, no, I can't. <laughs> you just walked away. <laughs> so I bend over and I pick it up with my right hand, which is the hand that has the euro in it. Oh, so you've but got I'm- the coin palmed at the moment. Palmed at the moment, but with my three free fingers, I pick up. The, the ball of paper and oh. I pick it up and and I'm like I'm going to use my right hand that's my dexterous that's my dexterity hand I'm going to throw it in I throw it in but I obviously I didn't have the, the oh, right no. grip oh. I didn't have a good grip on the euro so it flew into the bag at like such a speed that it didn't even just land on top because it was all paper waste it like flew in into it like into oh, the middle of the God. bag so I kind of looked around <laughs> and I was like huh so I, I kind of opened the bag a bit and I like looked and I was like, I can't see it. I kind of rummaged around and I was like, I can't see it. So I just kind of went, okay. So I took the bin bag 
and I went into the back room. Oh my god! And I just started. Kenny, Kenny! I... Oh my god, Kenny, Kenny! In really, man, so I'll grab... give you a quid, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was. It was just. It was like I, I was like, I'm so stupid. Like, how could I have done this? <laughs> like, I can't just call it a day. I can't just go. Oh well, like, you know. But in this like, COVID world, you went, I'm going to rummage through this bag. <laughs> so I went through the, so I brought it in the back. I went through the bin and I was going through it and I just couldn't find it. I was checking on the corner, shake the bottom. I was shaking it around. It was like, uh, you know, like shuffling everything. And mm. then I was like, okay, I could take each individual piece of rubbish out piece by piece and put it into the dumpster, mm. which is where it's going anyway. But I know if I do that, they're gonna, they're gonna, someone or the boss is gonna cause trouble because he's gonna say, "Why? Who put rubbish into the bin, not in a bag?" And that would draw more attention. So then I thought, if I got a, another bag and I transferred each piece into the bag, that way I could monitor it and find it. But then I was like, I've already spent ten minutes looking in this bag as it is, oh and God. I'm done. And I'm done work now. I think I just have to call it a day and say, you know what? I lost that euro, but it, it was just so heart-wrenchingly you know bad it's just so horrible to have to throw a bag of 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 money essentially into a bin i had a bag that had money in it and i threw it away because it was too stupid you didn't have a bag that had money in it you had a single euro and you had clenched between your pinky and ring finger and somehow still managed to toss it in the bin (laughs) And then even after that, you've left work now with a bag half on the floor in the back room, no bin bag in the actual bin on the floor, and there's just fucking paper everywhere, COVID germs all over your body, and a quid <laughs> sitting in there somewhere. And it's 11pm and you're meant to leave at 9. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god. So that's like, yeah, talking about hard-earned money. That's how much I make in work, is that I rummage through a bin. You earn more rummaging through the bin than you would have if you found it. <laughs> That's probably true. That is true. You spent... <laughs> you did it for at least 10 minutes, and you make more than six quid an hour, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah. how much exactly? Is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. But um, I had a bit of a hot take that I've... Uh, been inspired by the blind boy podcast to think slightly deeper about okay. my life but um just a, a hot take about work and um, there's been a lot of maybe not crazy work drama but as far as i'm concerned it feels a bit more dramatic i, I want to be as concise as i can because i want to kind of get to a point and see what you think about it so lockdown well first one's in march when you think of arnett's it's because yep. it's, a, it's a shopping center, so it's going to be closed. But they do online stuff. So it's open, uh-huh. you know, so you can go in, right? So back in the first lockdown, I didn't go in. I've got asthma. So it was like, at the time, it was like, that's super at risk. If I get it, I'm going to get it in a bit more of a serious way. And it might affect my asthma and it might affect my lungs. And, you know, so all this stuff. So I didn't go in. And that was fine. And they, you know, paid me for the full-time hours and everything. And people were doing 60% of their hours and still getting paid the full wage. And yeah. then we come back in. So I go back to work and the shop's open again and it's fine. And then the second lockdown comes around and I'm like, well, I'll just go in. It makes no sense for me to go in then leave every couple of weeks. Then Christmas happens. You know, everything opens, even though it's totally not safe for it to open, but whatever. And we're all working in there. People without masks, people without this, people without that. But we're all going yeah. in because at the end of the day, you don't have a choice. It's your job, you know. Mm-hmm. And I can go in and I can throw a hissy fit and say I don't want to because this and that, but... I can't really say anything because it's my job to do, you know. Yeah. Um, and the third lockdown, right, was announced on New Year's Eve because yeah. they were we all knew we were going on lockdown January 1st. But there was some rumors kind of uh, floating around that we'd be offered the COVID payment and we wouldn't oh. have to come into work. Just to give a sense of how it feels to be in there during lockdown, I'm doing like work that a monkey could do. I was losing who I am. I was feeling numb and I was feeling not creative and... The things that make me me, you know, like just being energetic and, you know, kind of silly and stuff like that. Like those things that I enjoy doing. That's sort of a free child state that I enjoy to be in was just being lost because I was just working all the time. And so I said when they announced it on New Year's Eve, I said, you got to cut my hours. So, you know, 
I took the I took the kind of jump financially because I just needed to look after myself more so than I needed the money, you know, to save yeah. up for anything. And yes, it'll take longer to get my like I wanted to get a car, I wanted to get this and that, and it's just going to take longer now. But that's fine because it was worth it. And they've also started splitting the team into two groups, so half the team comes in Monday to Wednesday to the half Thursday to Saturday, right? You know, that's for that could be for two reasons. The first reason it could be for is because you know, oh, to keep everyone safe, there's less risk. But the real reason is probably just because they want to make sure if one t- whole team gets sick, they can still ask the other one to come in. You know. Yeah. And then now, just last week, they requested that instead of 60% of our hours, we all actually do 80% of our hours for 100% of the wage. And so that would mean that because we're still doing that team split in half thing, that we'd all come in for 11 hour days, three days of the week, which just at the time, like when I first heard that, just this guttural reaction of that's not fair, you know. And this kind of phrase kept being thrown around of yeah. the business has been paying you for 100% of the hours, you know, this, this, this. And I'm like, okay, you keep saying that. Like, I, I understand. I'm thankful that you've been paying me all the way along. But I don't feel like it's a crazy thing to be worried now because like 11 hour shifts with people, like it just it screams risk, you know, it screams like as far as COVID mm. is concerned. And it just doesn't feel fair, even though contractually I have to do it because it's my job. A whole thing gets kicked up about this. And they got it reduced to, drumroll please, 75%. Ah. Which is not that much lower. And the reason I'm asking for this is because apparently there's too much to get done. And just, I folded 700 boxes on my last shift, Kenny. Like, set, like and that was all I had to do all day. Yeah. So all this got me thinking. I was thinking about how this is all kind of deeply ingrained in like Irish culture. But then I just thought it's just something that's so, not even Irish, it's just a human thing. The amount of comfort that you can have in your life is only really dependent on how uncomfortable you're willing to be. For example, like, I mean, physical fitness. You're getting, you want to get fit. It's physically uncomfortable. You know, your muscles are cramping and they're breaking and you're, you know, eating right and the cardio and all this stuff. It's physically uncomfortable to do that. But then it's comfortable when your body feels more athletic. And then as you get older, your knees and your back might not hurt as much. And, you know, so... I'm willing to have uncomfortable conversations and I'm willing to have fights and discussions and stuff like that because our our relationship would be more important than me not wanting to be uncomfortable in a conversation like that. If I was having a fight with Molly or something like that, I would go through the motions and we would talk it out and stuff like that because I'm happy to be that uncomfortable because our relationship means more to me than the amount I don't want to be uncomfortable. And then I think about work. I wouldn't be co- I'm not comfortable you know, it's not making me feel comfortable recently, all these changes. And am I willing to go through the discomfort of raising the flag, of discussing with the managers, of asking questions, all this stuff? Like, that's where it changes. It's just, it just doesn't seem like something that I'm willing to do, especially for work, especially when it's not the, the big goal. You know, as we're doing, like, creative stuff, I'm willing to be super uncomfortable to find success in that and to be comfortable in that career. Like, I'm willing to you know, do less hours and work and be not as stable financially because I want to have a comfortable career in a creative, you know, outlet. Same with this, you know, podcast. Like, if we somehow found a way to find something that we're doing and monetize it, like, that would be amazing. And you're giving up the comfort of, like, a steady job and a steady income and all that stuff because you want it. But, like, with work, it's just, I just don't find it there. So I guess that's the blanket statement. To be comfortable, it's all depending on how willing to be uncomfortable you are. What do you what do you think about that? That's kind of just what put in my mind this week with work and stuff like that. It's the, the risk and reward or the, that kind of thing. It's like uh, you got to spend money to make money. Do the, the gains outweigh the losses? I'm just saying phrases now. But mm. yeah, no, I, I, I get what you mean. That like if you want something in life, you have to work for it. And they say, you know, you get what you, you work for. If you want to, you know, sit on a chair, you have to make the chair. Mm. And, you know, the making of the chair might not be as fun as the sitting down in the chair, but that's the, the price of it. And is it worth it? And um, it is. It's interesting, like they say. I think a lot of people would find, yeah, that it's not worth it. Like, I think when I was, when I first started working, I was like, I was like, no, no, no. Like, it's it's your job. You have to, um, if there's something there that's not right, you have to change it. And I was always like coming up and like I had ideas and asking questions yeah. and stuff. And then slowly, uh, you know, as the more jobs I kind of did and the more like work mm. and environments i kind of went into you slowly just start to just be like it's yeah. not worth it like that like um like working at mcdonald's you're like it's not, nothing's gonna change um so why bother i don't even care 
it's just money like i'm the only reason i'm here is because i need money um but it's interesting like you're saying like um because i think as people like people tend to put a lot of importance on careers and jobs yes and like if someone said what do you do you would tell them your job which is very like a very kind of strange way of like condensing everything that your person is into Mm. one into the the role you fill in society the task and maybe that might stem from like when there was a village of 10 people oh who are you what do you do well i'm the hunter and i hunt the food or i'm the gatherer or i'm the the witch doctor whatever you know that's the role you play but now i don't know i feel like there's a bit of room for well that's my job but it's not who i am but even i remember i was in work and uh like because i've been thinking about this as well maybe in in that sense just of how like the job i do now is not what i want to define Mm. me and there's a lot of activities that i do that make me happy yeah but other people would say they're hobbies and uh, and they say what do you do if i said oh well i make podcasts and i go really do you make any money i go no and they're like oh what do what do you do for money i work in like a supermarket and go okay so that's what you do you know it's this weird kind of thing people will kind of belittle what you do and your achievements based Mm. on how much money you make (laughs) and uh I was in work and this girl asked, she goes, uh, what do you want to do? Like, what, like, what do you want to do? Kind of like, what do you want to do when you're older? Uh, although like, that's the bit, you know, I'm kind of like, I am older now. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, but she kind of like, cause I was like, oh, I do college. Yeah. Like I'm in college studying this and, and like, obviously I don't want to work here mm. forever. So she's like, what do you want to do? Like when, when like, you know, when you're older, what do you want to do? And, uh, I was like, I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want to, you know, and, and I'll be honest, I was doing it just to see what, you know, she'd say. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But no, like, what, what job do you want? And, you know, is, th- is that kind of thing? It always came, like, she couldn't just accept that. Even though you were doing it in a sarcastic way, you were still just saying, oh, maybe it's not all about that, you know? <laughs> I wasn't even, I wasn't even sarcastic. Like, I suppose I was just, I, I knew the answer she wanted was, uh, what job I want, I hope to get, but I purposefully left that bit out, and she just couldn't accept the fact that someone want all someone wanted from life was to to be happy, to to have enough money to survive, and to be healthy and find you know loved yeah. ones, you know the stuff that watch any kind of Hollywood film, and that's the message that's kind of crammed in there is it's like the people and the time and and time is precious and the people. But then in real life, it's just all about money. What do you mm. do? How much do you make? And yeah. uh, it is, it's, it's, it's crazy. But it's crazy because how many people um, like that? Like we're in the same place. It's me, and, it's me and this person. She's asking me what I want to be. But even, even though we're in the same place, she's like, no, what job do you do? Mm. Like she's judging me based on a job that we both have. And I... In my other podcast that I do, mm-hmm. I talked a little bit about this. And it's just it's just funny because it's 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 kind of relevant that um it's just relevant that uh we're talking about this. But how uh there was this quote I can't think of the the name of the the guy who said it now, but basically it was like the reason um socialism and like uh, ideas like this never took off in America was because Americans don't see themselves as this kind of. Ab- abused lower class they see themselves as temporarily embarrassed millionaires um <laughs> basically yeah they basically mean that like it's kind of like oh yeah i'm poor now but i'm gonna have my big break soon and then you know then it'll be okay and but but like the, the, he said that about americans but i think a lot of people kind of see that in the world today especially with like the boom of like um mm. social media and all these like influencers everyone's just kind of waiting for their big break but also with how quickly attainable that like it's it's insane how quickly people become famous you know how quickly people start making money like from from doing things that they were just doing anyway yeah but i i mean it's it's that like it's the 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 fleeting fame i suppose and it's how i mean if we are looking at this in like a sense of money how many of these like people like think of all the big like vine people yeah and vine was the biggest thing in the on the world and now that's gone and then we have tiktok which is similar but kind of different and like how long is that going to last it's going to last until the next kind of fad so i do like although you can make it's like you can get famous quick and you can make money quick but i don't think there's any real 
uh, longevity to it. But the the point I was trying to make was that um, so yeah, so you have people who are like say say there's like me and you, we're just two guys working minimum wage jobs, but in our heads we're thinking, well, this is just this is just the day job till this I make it big. Yeah, yeah, this is the in between. That's what everyone says. This is the in between until I get my my real career. I don't know what it is or how I'm going to get it, but someday I'm mm. going to be rich and I'm going to have all the cars and I'm going to do this. So then the problem is, um, it's like when, when you talk about things, like people say like communism or socialism, they say, okay, how about everyone gets paid the same? That way it's equal. And people go, no, that's ridiculous. You can't pay everyone the same. What about, what are you saying? Um, a janitor should get paid the same as a doctor? And, and, people, and you know, that's a fair point. Like you can make that statement that, you know, hard work should be compensated. The problem is the people who say that are the janitor. Yeah. But they think they're the doctor. And what happens is you have this group of people who we are the lower class. But because we think there might be a chance that one day we are going to rise to the top and be the rich ones, we actively go against our own uh, group and, and the things that would help us. If we were all equal, if we said, OK, everyone who has money, all the rich people uh, should distribute it to the poor. As the poor person, like that can only be a good thing. But the rich people don't want it and the people in the middle don't want it because they think one day they might be rich and they don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. Whereas it would ultimately work better for them now, but for the thought of doing it, which is kind of it's kind of like the like the stock market and the, and the slot machine. You know, the idea that you could get more stops you from appreciating what you have or could have now. And yeah. you just always keep putting in that thing. So it's just interesting like um, that people do that and like that they just attribute so much importance to jobs despite the fact that their own job is not you know uh, there's nothing wrong with a job but they like that they're like what do you want to do and you're like what if i wanted to work here for the rest of my life mm. you know just because it was a steady source of income that was reliable and it means i could get a house and i could get a car and i could get you know yeah. and people just don't seem to go for those things they just always want more yeah but then again like i mean i, I thought that a little while ago as well just like with the idea of like you know, what do I really want? Like, what do you really want? Do I want to have a, co a career in a creative job? Like, in a creative outlet? Like, if, I don't know, if we if I somehow monetized making TikToks, do I, like, how long is that going to take? Do I want that job? Or do I just want to work in harness forever and fucking have a fucking house? You know what I mean? And yeah. just be able to save up and do that. Like, yeah. what do you, what's the real want there? And I guess... I, you can't know that stuff right now. It's it's you know you need to have a proper go with stuff before you can just say no. You know, yeah. and I wouldn't say yet that either of us has really given a proper go at you know the creative job that we want because that would involve yeah. you know not having anything to get in the way of it. For example, even me working in Arnett's is me not giving myself a real chance to do it because I'm taking away from time I should be working on that. And in fairness, I shouldn't be having days off as it were. I should be working constantly on stuff, you know, mm -hmm. if I was really trying to push for that. But it's like, it's the same thing again. It's like, back, back to the same point again. How uncomfortable am I willing to be, you know? There's yeah. so much discomfort already in the fact that I don't know what the career is going to look like, you know? Mm -hmm. I, could go and get a, I could go and get a degree right now, spend the next four years, save up, and just spend the next four years working in art and getting a degree in English and maths. And then I know that I can either do grinds or I can be a teacher and it feels like I've done something or you know with anything you can do anything. it's a much stuff. it's a much clearer uh, career path which exactly. unfortunately a lot of the creative um, things I think tend to not have uh, such a direct thing which is funny because like I think our, our college that we went to um, kind of like I don't know like brainwashed us in the sense that I just thought that was normal that you go to college and then it's kind of up to you whereas most other colleges for most other courses there's like work placement yeah there's there's like ways that they know people they have industry connections yeah even the course i'm doing now it's always like they're like we have people who want you know fresh blood and there's always jobs going mm. and uh, it just seems so crazy to me that we went and we did a college course and we paid for a college course that basically gave us a set of skills Mm. quotation marks mm -hmm. you know they, they we went to class and there was someone talking i don't know how much we practically learned and then at the end of it they were like now do it 
with everything we told you, you should be able to do it by yourself. Yeah, it's yeah, it was, it was a um, it was an experience in itself, and I guess that you know from that course, I took way more about um, you know, being a a a, a human, being a, a a normal human who's fun to be around, rather than you know the actual career I went there for. But look, <laughs> potato, potato. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like that's the thing. Like, but like something like acting or like the like being in theater and writing. I think, in a way, they they do teach you things, inadvertently teach you some of the things you need to know. They don't give you any industry connections, and they don't you know put you in contact with any of the right people. But you meet a lot of the wrong people, and you mm. get a good idea of what not to do and how to be just a genuine nice person who's fun to work with. And I think that'll stand to you. I would agree with this. I would agree with this. I would, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, college, eh? College. Rem- reminiscent on the old days. All right, before we go, I gotta talk about this because Kenny, you know, I was getting just crazy into my fitness before this whole thing happened. You were scarily like into fitness. Like, um, I remember I was going into the gym one day. As I was going in, Liam was getting dragged out. It took three of like the huge gym instructors because Liam was so beefy like that he was just he was like he just flexed his bicep and they were like flung across the room and they were just dragging him out because he was using every machine like he had a towel on every machine and there was a hundred people just standing in the gym and every time they go you just hear him from across and you go hey that's my machine you go no and uh, they just you know (laughs) and and they go oh sorry and he was so beefy and so lean but so swole that they, that they just wouldn't dare uh, cross him but yeah so how's that been going uh, yeah 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 good you see here's the thing Kenny you say I'm bad you didn't even look at yourself when you were there you're just terrible do you know what happened when we were there guys there was actually a warning sign outside the changing rooms and it was like listen Kenny's in there and everyone would be like maybe I'll just maybe I'll just do the workout in my suit so because if you walk in you'd see a full on pose show that was happening inside there that he did on the weighing scales just to see how his weight shifted when he was doing it and Kenny would just be flexing his fucking pecs and buys in the mirror 24-7 and you know what the worst thing was Kenny that you should have done it in the men's room I know you're a freak <laughs> they had doing a, it in there they had a better mirror in the female changing room um it was like it was like one of those circus mirrors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it brings you in. I like it. They but, uh, uh, they also they gave out to me because um, whenever I got out of the shower, I always put on my underwear last. So uh, <laughs> over you know, your I'd jeans. I know. I put. I put on. I get out. Drive myself. I put on the my socks. Then I'd put on uh, my t-shirt. Your hat. My hat. My scarf. I'd put on a, a shirt. Backpack, backpack on. <laughs> a tie, um, uh, sock suspenders. I put on shoes, um, then a bit of talcum powder. Oh, uh, God, talcum powder. <laughs> then I'd have my protein shake. Yeah, uh, a bit of roll-on deodorant. And I'd be chatting. I'm a chatty guy. I'd be like, you know, you know, walking up and I'd be like, hey, so what's, uh, what's going on? I've been working Not only have I put my clothes on, I get my dance on as well. <laughs> because you got to celebrate. You finished a workout. You're doing well. Then I put on my condom. <laughs> yes just you know for sanitation reasons <laughs> oh my god but um yeah and then all my all my oil and spray tan as well of course and then boom <laughs> we're ready to rock out I go um get my boxes off the chest press and we can head out yeah. <laughs> but um I was getting into my fitness really yeah. getting into it even diet wise I hadn't eaten anything outside of a diet for like two months and I was doing mm. well and I could see a difference it was great and I was like, man, I'm making this. And it even got to a point, Kenny, this is the level of confidence I had in my fitness. Put a photo on Instagram. Oh. Not of me shirtless. Jesus fucking oh. no. Um, but I was doing an exercise with a bar oh, on my back. I, re- I remember I sent you that picture because... Uh, yeah, there was a man tore... perfectly under my ass. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, but you <laughs> also tore your trousers and your uh, genitals fell out. Do you remember oh, I sent you that picture? yes, yes, yes. So just to give everyone background on that... I put up that photo on my page. I'm pretty proud of myself. I look pretty buff. I'm doing a squat. And um, Kenny Kenny has the free time in his day. Kenny's not doing assignments at this point. Kenny downloads that image, puts it into a Photoshop app, whatever he's using, and then edits a penis on it and some balls and just says, oh, your trousers ripped. I, I wanted to flag this with you. And I just, I, just, I just think that's incredible how much time you had, Kenny. And I'm proud of you, but I'm also horrified by you. 
Um, Took no time at all. <laughs> no time is spent when you're having fun. Am I right? I mean, <laughs> look. <Yep. laughs> but I was getting very fit. And then, you know, the first lockdown, the whole era of home fitness came about. And yes. um, I guess, Kenny, it doesn't matter how fit I felt in the gym. When you're at home and you're in your kitchen because there's nowhere else to do it. And then you, you're like, okay, time to do push-ups, I guess. And you can't do one push-up. I couldn't do a single push-up. And you know what the worst thing is, Kenny? You nod like you agree. You're the body like big king. You can do all this shit. Just, so, just to give everyone an idea of how fucking much of a fluke Kenny's body is. <laughs> we were in rehearsals for this play and we were sitting on the edge of a stage. And I oh, said yeah. to Kenny that there was this really cool exercise called a pistol squat. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a one-legged squat where you stand on one foot, your other leg goes straight out in front of you, and you do a, a full squat with one leg. It's really difficult. I, I can't do it. I still can't do it. And Kenny goes, oh, that sounds cool. Something like this, and then does one. Just on the spot. This takes people, like, months to practice and then to, like, build up the strength and do it. And Kenny goes, oh, like this, Foop, and does it. And I swear mm. to God, it reminded me of... There's a clip in some in some film where a girl's having... Uh, Oh my god, no! She did, and then she's having a baby, <laughs> and she's um she's given birth, and she's like, and it's horrible. And this other one comes in and goes, oh, Tew! and sneezes, and then they go, it's a boy. Then she goes, oh, it's over, and she's like, get out of it. Like that's what you that's what you remind me of doing that. <laughs> Just oh, like this pistol squat, rep of ten. I think, I think my my body weight ratio is very good, but I think it's 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 not even like that. I'm like super lean. It's just the, where the weight is in my body is very well placed. So my diet consists mainly of... It's all in of, your ankles. It's all ankle fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in. So like, so your core, it's, you know, your core is your center of gravity, right? And that's like, just, it's in your stomach pretty much, right? However, I eat so poorly. My diet is so bad that it consists of mainly fast food. If I'm not eating fast food, I'm eating oatmeal or fruit and fiber. That all nice. uh, settles. So you're, you're either so you're either shitting yourself or you're constipated. Yes, <laughs> and it all it all settles in my lower intestine. So I think it just there's so much f- food sitting in my body, in in under my stomach, under my core. It lowers my center of gravity, and it actually helps with things like balance and squats and. Holy uh, shit! <laughs> yeah. Shit. Oh my god! Beautiful. Oh yes. <laughs> really. That's intense. So it just lowers your... Oh, my God. So you've just got perfect balance. You could do, like, that split between two vans because of all the fruit and fiber in your lower guts. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I stand on, like, a bus or, like, the Lewis, and, you know, it's, like, shaking all over the place. Yeah. I'm completely still. Totally. I Yes. People hold on to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what people have grabbed. Like, uh, you know, like a... like a Was it, like, a gimbal or something? You know, like the... Yeah. Like, like for a camera where, like, no matter what way you move it, it's, like... That's, like, me... It's just like it's moving and I'm just like You're like a chicken's head. Just yes. doing that shit with the <laughs> That's brilliant. And yeah, let's talk about that. Fucking bus surfing. That is like a fun pastime. It is. And it's a good way of working out the core, isn't it? I mean, that's the sort of excuses you tell yourself when you're not working out during lockdown. I'm working out right yeah. now. Me doing all this core work on the bus, that's working out. And uh <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. But um just to put it out there, I, I weighed myself for the first time in a few months yes and um i think i've already told you how much i weigh i think you did the heaviest i've ever been at 100 kilograms which is just insane like it's just crazy that i weigh that much how much do you weigh i think you weigh do you weigh 80 no like closer to 60 Fuck. 65 can i weigh i weigh a full-on human more than you like that that's insane but you're also twice my height I'm not twice your height though I'm not I'm not even that much <laughs> like I'm a bit taller than you yeah but surely like I'm not taller than you like I, I'm not your height width wise like my shoulders aren't six feet long so how do I weigh that much <laughs> I don't know where it is I don't know where it's going I look at myself and I go I'm not obese but maybe I am <laughs> you know you have off days it's just days. all spread out there's times where there's times where I think I have body dysmorphia but like it goes either one way or the other. Like some days I look at myself and I go, I'm so fat. But I go, you know what? No, I'm not as fat as I think I am. Like what I'm looking at is not, like I'm not as fat as what I'm making myself think I look like, you know? But there's other days yeah. where I go, I'm the buffest bastard. 
there's ever been. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I'm like fucking posing side chest in the mirror. I'm like, I'm so fucking fit. But then I go, no. And I got to remind myself again the other way. I got to be like, you're not as fit as you think you are. <laughs> you haven't eaten anything but Domino's for the past two weeks. You've got to just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, <clears throat> I guess we'll wrap it up. Any last thoughts? Um, No. Not ready? We've done it. Yep. We've yep. hit everything and maybe next week we'll be able to talk about the office because I don't know how far, oh, yeah. you, how far in are you now oh um I'm quite far I'm in um what's it Pam and Jim are engaged Michael Whoa. yeah spoilers pa- Pam Jim Michael is with Holly uh or yeah. he was with Holly but then the boss found out so he sent her away yeah, and they went on this road trip and had to break up. So I don't know. I feel I f- have a feeling that's not the last we're going to see of her. Um, Andy and Angela are planning their wedding, even though she's in love with Dwight. We have to talk about that then, because you're. Oh, I wish I could just watch it again for the first time. Yeah, I love it's it. Great. Okay, we're going to talk about that next week because I want to. I want to try and finish it before next week if you can. Doubtful, but okay. <laughs> Just look, fuck the assignments, Ken. Will you just watch The Office, please? <laughs> it's going to help you more in life than getting these assignments done, Will. But possibly. Because we'll discuss it briefly on a podcast, and that's all the reward you need. Yeah, that's so, it. So, there you go. All right, we'll end it there. Guys, cool. thank you for coming to listen. Uh, we'll hope you're having, that you continue to have a lovely day. If you haven't listened to the first episode, go and listen to that as well, uh, on wherever you're listening to podcasts. Um, and before we go, me and Kenny are gonna um, try and rhyme words with the word um, incredible and whoever runs out first uh, is the loser okay ready okay incredible that uh, that I'm starting it off with incredible okay incredible does not rhyme with incredible yeah I know but I'm saying incredible is the word off to you okay Uh, credible Okay. Which is a word. I know, you fuck. Alright, um, hospitable. Inhospital. <laughs> Particle. Oh. oh. I'm gonna start doing that thing. Ten. Nine. <laughs> eight. Farticle. You, no. That's <laughs> Kenny has lost. <laughs> Kenny I don't think half the what you said rhymed with them anyway. Incredible, mm-hmm. hospitable, particle, particle, incredible. I don't know. That seems a bit of a stretch. That sounds like a near rhyme as opposed to a true rhyme. It's a rhyme. <laughs> but there's a difference between not, a, a near gonna, rhyme and a true rhyme. You're not going to appeal for a recount of these rhymes. They rhyme. <laughs> I think the only true rhyme that was said was my one, which was credible. The rest were near rhymes, which do not count. So I you're win. you're saying that your ones didn't rhyme either. Uh, but I had already said the one true rhyme, so I win. Kenny, I'm not even going to let you have this. I'm not even going to be the bigger man. Fuck you. My rhymes were fine. <laughs> Hospitable rhymes were incredible. <laughs> don't think it does. It does. <laughs> Kenny, oh my God. Listen to the sound the words make. <laughs> <laughs> incredible Incred- incredible hospitable hospital there that's my that's my oh, new fair word. enough then what <laughs> <laughs> you just said a word <laughs> you know what how about this bean now <laughs> no but hospital according to you rhymes with incredible no it doesn't hospitable rhymes with incredible <laughs> Hospital. That's like saying you said credible, and I say, oh, so you're saying that cereal rhymes with. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same argument you're giving me right now, Kenny. No, that's look, not. I win. We'll just say we'll just look. We'll just we'll compromise and say I win. Okay. Okay. Agreed. Lovely. <laughs> this is what I mean. I'm comfortable having these really serious conversations with you because I care about our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to leave it there. That was... (laughs) 